Yeah, he's pretty good, right? Yeah, he's got his high points and his low points. Yeah, and then, uh... The village people. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I like about the, it coming here? I call it a show, but I mean, I don't know. I come here and vibe with people, and I guess that turns... That's called a show. Yeah. Yeah, uh... We just talk about our own stuff in life, and it never ends up being the stuff you could just flick on the TV and watch. This is this is the real. This is the gritty. This is everyday stuff. Yeah, because uh, you know I always have backup. Like, cause I I seen uh, politics on TV. I'm like, all right, in case, but never, never turns into that. But uh, yeah, because they just all attack each other. And and it's for show, right? Is, is that it is all show well i mean that's how you get the rage like who can i attack let's 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 see who can i attack around here to become something there, there always has to be some kind of crisis if, if there's if there's not a crisis then they have to create one yeah. drama cell yep doesn't that suck i'm well okay actually all right so we got ryan rodriguez comedian here rachel ratliff and uh I was thinking you were type. I mean, I saw you're also a medium, yeah. not size, but but actually. <laughs> the writing platform called Medium. Oh, okay, so this is a it's a writing platform because I've seen that, but this, so it's a plat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I forget which oh. famous tech guy started it. Um, Twitter guy, but it's uh it's it's, it's a blog platform basically. Um, I like it because it's it's pretty, um, and it makes writing and publishing. Okay, I saw that, and okay, I thought that was a medium, meaning a, you're also a medium, which that's like, a, is that a psychic? Like a, is that what that is? Talk to the dead. Okay. You know, I wish. I mean, I think I wish. I've talked to mediums, and it's actually kind of scary when you're a kid. Um, I have a friend who is actually a legit medium, and um, she said that as a child, she dead people and it was terrifying and awful and she tried to ignore it and became an engineer and then she gave up and went back to it she went back to being be, okay yeah. so i mean if life scares you run away for a little bit and come back sure and, and to, <laughs> to, i mean if, as long as you're still young for whatever it is i or, try to be aware of when i need to run away and distract myself now and just like acknowledge that I'm running away and distracting myself. Right. Like lately I'm like, ooh, I need to just veg out and watch rather than thing. Yeah, veg. I, I'm getting uh, vegan vibes from you. Is that is that right? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, do I like that? Maybe. I know a lot. Vegans are really sweet, kind, wonderful. Um, I tried it for three months. It didn't work for my body. Okay, but so, I, like I mean, you, you should be, uh, if you're going to do something like that, you should be really into it anyway. And I believe in the philosophy of causing no harm to animals. Um, it also, I got sick a lot and my brain didn't work very well, so I think protein. Yeah. If, we're, if we're not eating meat in my house, somebody lost their job, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes a while to... Uh, grow vegetables 
mean, uh, but I guess the farmer's market's cheaper than, well, they're kind of the same price. I, they say that inflation, but I don't, I don't know about all that. Someone's trying to make some money. Uh, but, uh, well, meat, what's higher, meat or vegetables? Meat costs more? Um, I mean, if you look now, like with the grocery prices raising and everything, meat's definitely uh, you know, up there. Um, but I think, like, everything's on the rise now, especially, like, you, you go to, like, places like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's where they just mark up everything that's supposedly the most healthiest stuff you can eat. And eating healthy like that, I noticed, is is really expensive. I'm... I'm I grew up poor. I was like, you know, I if I'm like I said, if I'm not eating meat, like it's top ramen. Like that's there you go. That's my that, that was my contribute contributing to you know the not harming. So you've tried food. government cheese? Oh, I, I I lived on a steady diet in the eighties. Yeah. And ramen gets you also ready if you ever have to uh, do some time. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about that, but it, it definitely it, it'll definitely get you through the day. It seems like the super processed food that the least healthy is the is not the problem. Yeah. Not the problem. And the easiest to prepare, like vegetables, you gotta work hard to make vegetables taste good. You. And I mean, I it takes unhealthy stuff to make it taste good. <laughs> <laughs> and time, right? I do wanna try to make plants. Vegetables, bacon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, yeah. Bacon I could easily stay away from. That's why when they said uh, that they want to outlaw bacon out here, I was like, okay. Really? Cool with me. You know, uh, okay, I, I need to delve into Oh, my. I've never met anyone who doesn't like bacon. Right. Tell me, tell me more. Well, see, my diet is tricking myself into thinking something could be healthy, and there's no way bacon just can make me think it's healthy. I'm getting vegan, I'm getting vegan by from you now. <laughs> oh, I love the I, I love the vegan folks. I try I try but uh actually I, I yeah, I try my okay, I can admit I just I took a $28 tri tip the other day. There you go. But uh <laughs> but no, I try yeah, I I want to try to make a plant uh, the McDonald's uh vegan burger. I mean, uh it probably came from it, either See, that's a tricky title. It could come from a plant or a plant was, which is actually a factory. They call those plants too, right? Well, to say uh, it's plant-based, so I'm thinking maybe compost. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, what would processed uh, plant be? I'm, I'm game with, I, I'm, I don't like sprouts too much, but peas are good. Yeah, I mean, the new, the new sort of plant Darn good. The Impossible Burger? Yeah. Yeah. that has Beyond Chicken. That is good. Yeah. I, I like it. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm doing good, doing myself a favor, uh, a service and all that stuff. I'm, uh, I would salute. But people use that Patriot thing a little too much these days. Everyone's a, a, a Patriot, it seems yeah, everyone like. Has, everyone's an activist. Everyone has, has a cause now. <laughs> And those are the people we need to get rid of, right? No, no, no I mean, no, uh, no. yeah. That is the, the, the views of this radio show did not reflect the views of Ryan Rodriguez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't say that because once they do get rid of all those people, then I would want to be an activist even more. No, the, the funny thing is, is like you cannot say anything to an activist against what they're active about. 
because they are so ingrained into it to the fact where they believe that they're right so much and that you say anything against it, not only are they going to hate you, but they're going to get everyone they know to hate you. And eventually, you know, you lose out on, uh, on a big uh, target of people because, uh, you know, you have, you have your own views and opinions. God forbid that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to there's a, there's a lack of compassion. Oh, yeah. Well, all around. Well, it becomes a, a hobby these days, uh, I think, because there are people that didn't know what to do with themselves, and protesting has turned into something to do now. Uh, oh, that's during, the cool thing. Now. During the COVID, you know, when they locked everyone down, uh, like, I, I looked on that uh, Fun Sheep SF, and uh, it was like things to do, protest. protest yeah. where, where do I fit in here? All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm all for. I could animal activist, but I you know I got I got know the details. I got no details of everything when I do it. I, I would I love think. to see these protesters see how how much they protest if if they were treated like protesters back in the, like, the 60s and 70s and hosed down with like fire fire hoses and chased with dogs and stuff like that. Bring it back, yeah. I, I would love to see how much they protest after that. They'd be like, no, I'm going to stay home. i got to write that down. Bring back protesting. Uh, <laughs> this is the people against the protesting, right? Or is that the protesting you're talking about? I, I'm just I'm talking about protesters in general, people who, who go out and protest every cause. Like, if, if, they were, if they were treated like the protesters, you know, for civil rights back yeah. in the 70s, okay. 70s, you know, if they were treated like those you know, legitimate civil rights protesters and hosed down with fire hydrants or fire hoses and chased with dogs, police dogs, you know, and shot with, like, those rubber bullets, the, the, the riot bullets, and and just treated like absolute garbage. Like, how much would they protest after that? Like, how much would their cause be worth to them at that point? Bring it back, yeah. The civil rights protesters were legitimate, and I'm curious what makes these and maybe who exactly you're talking about not legitimate. Um, well, le when I say legitimate, I mean like so civil rights protests, like civil rights was a, a, a big problem. You know, you had people who were considered second class citizens. You had people who were not getting equal rights to... And still are. To, and, and we still have that today. And now, like, of course, I'm, I'm with, you know, people with uh, the L LGBT and... and um, you know, trans people, you know, people fighting for those rights, people fighting for uh, Black Lives Matter, things like that. Of course, you know, I, 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 I see the, the legitimacy in that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about people who just for the sake of having a cause, um, you know, they, they'll jump on a bandwagon and and ride it until it's it doesn't suit them anymore. That's what I'm talking about. Illegitimate protesters. Because they, they're doing it because it makes them look good. And they're doing it because they're, they're doing it. They're doing it for them. They're doing yeah. it, you know, to make themselves feel better. Okay. They're, they're doing it to to seem like part of the in crowd and you know and look woke. And I, I've noticed that uh, I I do consider myself more conservative, but. Uh, I, I also don't consider myself really, it's, I find myself not fitting in anywhere because I find they're, they're the ones that seem to be uh, protesting for a, 
Where's the legitimate causes? I feel like they're more jealous of how the other side was for some reason. Like, oh, they get to do this. And I feel like there's uh, like the the mandate thing. It's like, I feel like that's a, it's been a big hobby. Um, yeah, cause, uh, cause it's like, how really guys with this? Uh, and then I, I know it's like a bunch of all kinds of people that don't even have their views just join in and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a party now. Um, it's it's where okay the mandates were the mask mandates were lifted and uh now they're going around complimenting people that aren't wearing masks it's like it's like you just if you didn't want how much effort does it take if a person didn't want to doesn't want to wear it, just take it off and it said they're going around good for you good you take it off oh good for you good good job good job good good i mean really is it, yeah, that's so weird Everybody wants to be the messiah of something. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, everybody has a messiah complex right now. Ain't nobody uh, really would get nailed to the cross. Like that, that, they'd be like, ouch, ouch, all right, turn, turn back, turn back, I'm done. Uh, I mean... See, every, to your point, everybody wants to belong, too, right? Yeah. So when something like hits them, like then they were like, oh, I want to be with this group of people. Like We all need to belong, and that's part of it, too. And so... Uh, you, uh, Rachel, you, you uh, interview people uh, about their sex stories. Yeah, I do a lot of things, and I and I noticed um, when you invited me to this thing, you used um, that the what website. This is real sex. Yeah, that's you, right? Um, and that's definitely one of my projects. Okay. It's been a little bit on hiatus because um, I don't honestly I don't know how many people are listening, but it's really important to me. It's part of my own journey of defamifying sex. Yes. Um, I think as much as we live in a society that, that seems super sexualized, we all have a whole bunch of shame about it still. And so it gets distorted and weird, and we're all weird about it. I shame myself. Is that... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Have you, I, I was looking through those, and I, wasn't, I think I might have seen, I'm not alone, right? I shame myself at times, like... Like, like uh, afterwards, I started thinking, like, uh, so I saw these thoughts start going through my head. Is, is that normal? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, uh, so it sounds like you read some of the interviews online, and a couple of them resonated for you. Do you feel like sharing what resonated? Oh, no, uh, no that's, that's just a thought that came to my mind right now. But I did, I, I did go through, through some, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was just a thought that came to mind. I used to also call love lines a lot. Okay. So this this is interesting, yeah. But uh, so I started interviewing yeah. women because my own journey was. I found this found this crazy book from the 1970s where a, a woman researcher had interviewed women about their orgasms mm. and just printed the interviews. And it was so great to read about these women's experiences in their own words, not through the lens of some researcher. Yeah, it was just straight. From their from their mouths, and I felt an immediate sense of relief uh, about my own sexuality. And so I decided to recreate this project. You know, 40 years later, using a more diverse population, I interviewed like 40 women of all kinds. And then halfway through the project, I realized how much help men need. Like men also have sexual shame and also don't feel free to. We be don't. Who they we are. don't talk about it. Yeah, and men talk have even less space to talk about things. 
So I started interviewing men, and that became, in some ways, even more interesting. I started, I was like, am I even qualified to interview men? Because I don't know the problems of men. Um, without, I was as good as anybody else, I think. And so interesting to me to hear sort of the different ways in which men are also wounded. That's, um, that's something I feel really proud of having begun a conversation on. And they, they just want to talk about their stories. I mean, yeah. you know, what they're going through. And, and so I guess it doesn't matter. Like, I guess uh, normally I think uh, guys got to talk to another guy about that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, even, even in the, the context, you know, in the confines of like a best friend relationship, you can't really can't really talk about stuff like that especially like sexual dysfunction or you know you know anything anything that that happens sexually because you're looked at as less of a man uh, within your peer group if if you know you have erectile dysfunction or, or anything like that occurs uh, premature ejaculation anything like that occurs you're looked at as less of a man within your uh, within your peer group yeah. and you know that that's something that I think every man keeps to themselves unless, you know, they're like me, like a comedian, they just go and tell people, tell random people on stage. <laughs> I don't know why we like to talk about our, our, our genitalia so much. It's weird. <laughs> well, because you just let it fly on stage, I guess. <laughs> like, talk about stuff you wouldn't normally talk about. I mean... I, I so I, I run an open mic uh, in in Concord, and I swear eighty percent of my eighty percent of the comics that I have, like their their go to is masturbation. Like it, it, it's it, it gets to a point where like everybody's like, uh, can we, can we possibly <laughs> laugh at something else other than your other than your you know sexual attempts? Uh, like, why do you think it's about masturbation? I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I have. I have the, further, the furthest clue of why they just generate. Like they, they all gravitate towards that. I think maybe because just the word masturbation is funny. Um, but I don't know. They, 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 gen, they generally gravitate towards masturbation or erectile dysfunction, and, and sometimes they combine it with both. <laughs> and I think it's an easier segue to porn. I'm 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 sensing a shock value, and then once you get that, it's also so they could get off their chest, also, yeah. and it's maybe deep inside, but they're trying to shock value. Yeah, I think uh, it sounds to me like those are two of the more kind of painful things, right? That erectile dysfunction, masturbation, and getting it off their chest is the shock value. So it it does. And plus, if you're on stage. It, they they don't have to think it's real. Like they could be thinking, "Oh, this guy's just telling jokes." Well, maybe he isn't. Plausible <laughs> deniability. Right. <laughs> right. I I, uh, I I don't remember his name, but he was doing a set. Um, no, nah, I want to know his name, but <laughs> and he was talking about using his. Uh, it was a Valentine's Day, so he's like, "I'm just gonna go home and use my tears as lubricant for." Gosh, that is funny. Jesus Christ. I was like, all right. You know, I mean, so is this a guy thing? Like, I do, when we're talking about shame, I, I do feel uh, shame after, after I, I ma masturbate. I feel like, damn, that just, why I do that? I'm like, 
What the hell? Really? So I won't. Good. Uh, you know, I pretty much accepted it at this point. It's like I know I did that. <laughs> so it's healthy to do that, right? I, I mean, well, I mean, it's healthy to take care of your own sexuality. Is it not just well? I don't know. I, I guess morally, then you used to feel like it's not so great, but also, uh, well, we're conditioned you, from a young age to think that that's it's bad. It, it that not only sex but masturbation are just. This is this whole area. It's just naughty. It's bad. They call, they call it your naughty spot. They call it like they, there's so many derogatory terms for your genitalia. Like it's it's not a wonder why we see it as as something shameful or, or bad when it's either talked about, done, or or anything. I, one of my favorite interviews was with a 24 year old Latina woman who's grown up in San Francisco, mm. grown up in the Catholic Church, Catholic school system, and she. Had a lot of sex um, with different men, and he didn't ever masturbate. And then I think around 23, she discovered masturbation, and she's like, "Oh my God! If I had been able to do this, if I hadn't felt so much shame that I couldn't do this, I would have been having a lot less sex. I would have not been putting myself in danger and all these emotionally difficult situations with wow. men who weren't right for me. If I could have satisfied my because because I'm because also with uh, masturbation, I'm always also feeling like wait now you just wasted it. Uh, I, I mean, it, it it it's weird that that is a real thought. Like you just you just wasted that. That, that comes from the Catholic Church too. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I grew up Catholic. It's like one of the biggest one of the biggest sins you could ever do is spill your seed without without. Oh, it is right. Okay, without uh, without a partner. Like that's that's like. It wasn't a commandment, but it, it was. It was definitely one of the one of the biggest sins you could. You could uh, At first, I wasn't it. sure if that was a joke, but it it is. Uh, no. It should be a joke, man. <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot. If you read, if you read the Bible, like especially like the the way Catholics interpret it, it there's there's a lot of material there. <laughs> Luke, did you grow up Catholic? Uh, Christian. Okay. No, I was baptized Presbyterian. Yeah, I'm curious if you're, you're wasting your cum, what, what could it have been going to? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's, that's, the other you know, that's someone special. And then, uh, you know, he, you know, and imagine if that someone special isn't there at the moment, then you, you're saving it. Well, that's a good thing because I have a lot more. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's the energy, like you wasted the sexual energy and no one's there to like capture it. Share it. Yeah, and well, that and yeah, that and then I yeah, I do feel bad. Like, dang, you know that? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, because you have to oh, all that energy. Yeah, and I mean, does it build? It can build back up. Like, I, yeah. Okay. I feel with certain people, you need that build up too. I, how, how do, I don't I don't understand how how guys could do the quickies. Uh, you know, uh, I think those were, were were more made for guys who are already in a relationship or already with a partner. Yeah, okay. They have they have so much things going on in their lives that a quickie is really all they can have time for, and some and sometimes and like trying to do a one night stand quickie like that's that that's horrifying to me. That's just like first of all, what kind of 
what kind of person would allow that and what kind of person just thinks that's okay? Like, I mean, I think there's so many different kinds of people in the world. And mm. there are people who, and I, you know, I know a lot of different people. I've talked to sex, about sex with a lot of people. And there are people who are super down for the quickie, the one night stand. And if, that, and if everybody agrees that that's what it is and they love it, cool. But I know, talking about men and one night stands, I know so many men who need foreplay, who do need the, the, the long tail to get yeah. into it. And that's where like our, the, the vision we have of masculinity, like Brian was talking about, is like, no, all men want it now and all the time, and that is just not true. But the men who don't I, I, I honestly, I can't get into sex without, like, I, I need to know the woman's being pleased. I need to hear the moans. I need to, like, I'm a very, like, audio-visual person. I was like, I need to see that she's having a good time. I need to hear that she's having a good time. Not to relate, yeah. And, and, you know, so I haven't done it yet, but, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll get there one day. But, but you know <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> At least you know this. I know that's what I need. Yeah, cause I yeah I yeah. How does a guy know that you you're, you're doing anything right? You know, uh, I, yeah. I guess I. That's a very masculine uh, thing too, is to know that we're doing it right. Because men on a, any job, you know, you, whatever job we're doing, we have to make sure it's. Yeah, don't you want to feel like you conquered it? Right. I, I, I will say that's me too. And for the longest time, I didn't love blowjobs because I didn't think I was doing a very good job. I didn't know if I was doing it right. I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to talk about it. I was like, I don't know what it is. And then I took a blowjob class at the Armory back when that was a thing with this porn star slash sex educator. Gosh, those are the days. And I know, right? I miss it. Um, afterwards, I loved it because I finally felt like I was competent. Okay, isn't that amazing? Okay. I, I don't understand why we can't tell our partners what we want. Like, this is somebody we're supposed to be with, like, you know, especially married people for the rest of our lives. It's like, you know, why can't you be like, yeah, no, go slower. Uh, no, go faster. You know, lick this way. Like, why are you just going to settle for the, the mediocre, you know, foreplay because you're too scared to open your mouth and say what you want? <laughs> you know, it's it, that, that always baffled me. It's like, how can you be having bad sex? It's like, well, she doesn't do this. Did you tell her you like that? Uh, well, open your mouth, you... I mean... <laughs> you know, that could be a little different for guys. I, I, well, I mean, I've never been a woman. I tried to dress on once, and I, I looked horrible in it. Mom still got the photo. I was 14, though. Um, but, yeah, it's got to be... Because I just feel like, well, as a man, you know, it's... Uh, we don't want that uh, rejection. I don't know if it's what it's like if a woman asked a guy for something. Probably, is that it'll be a little I think easier, it's right? The same. Um, and, huh. and okay. An answer to your question, Ryan, is is shame, and that and unfortunately that guy or that woman could ask for what they want, and unless the person on the other end is also yeah. open, like you might get rejected, or you might get someone who goes like, oh my god, I can't even deal with this, and, and can't talk about it. So it takes partners willing to talk absolutely and that's what i th that's that's why i like what you do is like to, to try to help remove the shame uh of of talking about it because a lot of people still go through that 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 shame and uh, and a lot of people is like oh i don't know if i tell her i like it this way she might think i'm a degenerate or something it's like you know for me i i would say 
hey, this is what I like. If you know, if you're not with that, then we're not compatible. Like, you know, that's that's yeah. just me. It's like I I was I was recently dating a beautiful young woman. She she had all the qualities I wanted. We had everything in common except for when it came when it came to the bedroom. There was certain stuff that she didn't like to do that I couldn't live without. I was like, okay, you know what? We're not compatible, you know? Because while sex isn't the most important thing in a relationship, it is something that's very important. Uh, and you can't discredit the importance of sex in a relationship or you're not going to have a happy relationship. Yeah, and that's amazing that you, A, know what you really need and could communicate it and could be okay if it didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And we're still friends to this day. It's just we don't, we, we don't have sex because... You know, we're, we're not compatible there. I did get a couple of messages uh, just now. So uh, one was, um, as you uh, get older, if, uh, I guess all the women I, I've heard, they, they say it's uh, too dry down there. They have no feeling down there anymore. Is that true or they're just not trying um, to do it much? Because I've done security for senior homes and I've, I've heard the rumpus. I'm like, that is amazing. What's going on here that I, I've heard also that, you know, uh, there's no feeling anymore and it's dried up and uh, I... Ooh, that's, ooh, no. <laughs> is, yeah, that, that means there's a sexual problem that you're not really uh, trying to address, right? So there's definitely feeling. Huh. Um, I just went through menopause myself and... Amazing. That means you're... you Wow. You look really young and uh, that's that's amazing that you can't have kids right now. Yes. It's Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Because <laughs> kids are. I was out with some friends. Some, yeah, who would want those? Like, What's your birth control method? And I'm like, menopause. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, so. Um, but, but the dryness is a thing, for sure. And, and, um, and there's, you know, there's lube, there's taking longer, uh, you know, more foreplay. There are all kinds of ways. So is there, there, there's not the loss of desire then? No. And I, does it lessen? I mean, it's early days for me. But um, there's a great article in the New York Times talking about old people and sex. And as you found... Because I am talking about older, yeah. Uh, like, I'm talking about... Mm, I mean, that's my yeah. of birth control. I only date women who have gone through menopause. So was... <laughs> yeah. Because one thing I didn't know until I started interviewing men was how afraid men are getting women pregnant what oh my gosh oh my god it has a big impact so there's other men that feel that way oh yeah it's it, it's 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 frightening yeah. it's frightening that uh, a, a a kid can come out of sex yeah. it's it's scary yeah like i just uh yeah i get shivers thinking about it uh, i mean that that a, a kid can be born out of sex and and i don't understand why people uh want to have so much sex knowing this I mean, uh, so much can ha get pregnant sex. Like, the pull-out method? What the hell's wrong with guys? What I have three kids, and um, I should have named them after the condoms that broke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I had three kids before I was 25. Gosh, man. I, I spent most of my 20s and 30s just raising kids. You've had a lot of learning in life, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's... It's eye-opening, definitely, but, like, I mean, my boys were easier. All they like to do is jerk off and get dirty. I can guide mm. them through that. Like, 
My daughter's a different person every fucking day. She's 20 years old. I don't think I've ever met her. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it, 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 it's so, and, and all, all because, all of that happened, and I hope my children are listening, but all of that happened because of a mistake. <laughs> you know, though, if it's the one thing my dad left me with, it was not have kids. Uh, he left when I was one. And he never had kids. Uh, in fact, he called his wife's kids his, but they obviously weren't. Uh, but he met them in their 20s. So then I realized, you know, this guy didn't want kids. He left when I was one. He was like, I'm out of here. Uh, and I was planned, too. He was like, yeah, good idea. Let's have kids. And then he had a kid. And it was like, fuck that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. My dad did the same thing, like, except his his decision was more based on meth. Uh, but yeah, my dad my dad kicked rocks when I was when I was ten. Um, I didn't see him again until I was about twenty seven. Isn't that weird? Meth equals kids a lot of times, but that, right? But it's, it's amazing how many drugs equal kids. Sex and drugs. It, I mean, okay, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, they need to add that. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and birth control. But, you know, you just don't think about that at the time. Well, both my brother and I were born uh, pre-Roe v. Wade, and um, that's how we got here was an accident, and my father loved to tell me um, that he got a vasectomy the day after I was born. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. he had to fight for it because he was 23, and the doctors were like, wait, you might want to have more kids. He's like, nope. Yeah. How trustworthy is uh, the abortion pills? Very. Very. Okay. <laughs> I like to call it breakfast in bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you get like, we crush. Oh, wait, can you put that in a drink? <laughs> Ooh. Drink Ooh, dicey. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I. I, I think I think that would come. I, I, I think if, if the, uh, the uh, woman. Uh, decided to press charges, you probably get locked up for murder on that one. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> consensually. I mean, consensually, absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, it's not, I mean, God, wait, hey, that would be a trick on me, though, if the person's, <laughs> like, uh, uh, trying to have the kids, you know, I mean, uh, but, yeah, you could, well, yeah, they might be allergic to the birth control yeah. pills, and you put it in their drink, yeah, that could be bad. I do, uh, oh, yeah, I, I got... I got another uh, message, but uh, but I think well, I think it's an easy one. Uh, Want to know what is uh, sexual orientation? What's the orientation part? Is an explanation for that? Um, I mean, you got a real See, conservative I'm audience here. I'm, I'm very much, I'm very much old school. I was born in the '80s, and I am. I think we forgot as a species, we are very call it as you see it. We name things as we see it. We call things as we see it. I don't believe there. I, I, I think there's straight, gay, bisexual, and then the rest are just like, okay, it's what you want. Like I, I don't. I, whatever you want to do, I'm happy for you. Like, like pansexual, all that. It's like I don't understand it. Okay. But yeah. if that's what you like, awesome. But I don't see it as an orientation like just me myself because i've been conditioned as growing up to 
thinking that there's only these main sexual orientations, these main uh, genders, and like this is what I grew up with, this is what I was taught, this is, you know, trying to relearn everything. I'm, I'm not going to go through it, honestly. I don't, I don't I care as much to go through it. I will respect it, but I'm not going to go... You the, know. the amazing thing is you're not uh, you, you're not hating you're you're no, just you're I just like no I I don't understand no it so I respect. Uh, it sounds like it's it's hard it's hard to wrap your brain around the new words and what they mean. It, it's not that it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it. It's that the overflow of it. There's so many mm -hmm. new words. There's so yeah. many new genders. There's so many new orientations. It's like. All right, now you're just nitpicking. Like, can can we just say you're you like you like what you like and move on? I think to your point, as humans, we really like to categorize things and have words for things. We do. And I think we're all trying, and, and many of us hopefully are trying to be more inclusive and not say, oh, there are two kinds of people, straight and gay. There are a whole bunch of kinds of people yeah. in the world, and the people people are trying to be more. Um, of themselves. Yeah. So one thing is asexual. Right. Right. That is a different. Yeah. I, whole, I have a sexual asexual friends, and I just wonder how they fit in the LGBT community because they're all about going to events and all that stuff, and they they feel that that's people they fit in with. But I'm like, I would feel like that would be just so different. I I feel like that in a way. Like if if I'm not feeling the person, I could. So I feel like I could relate to those people mm -hmm. more, but I get you know they're, I guess they're totally not into sex though. That's the difference. And, but how do they fit in with the community being uh, more? Everyone else is more uh, sex centered. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is like society itself is very sexualized. Um, everything like sex sells everything. Sex kind of is. I mean, I've seen Pepsi commercials on the, you know, on, on channels where all it is is just girls in bikinis and and bathtubs and like they don't show the product until the end of the commercial. It's like Pepsi, all right. It's like um, that was a Pepsi commercial, all right. That's awesome. And I think that's why people are so keen on the words because having a word helps them push back on the dominant society that says no, everyone wants sex all the time. And if you create a word that says, oh, no, there's actually this class of people called asexuals, then it puts it in our brains that, oh, wait, that doesn't want sex all the time. Yeah. Like I said, for me, it's, the, like, like I said, I, I, was, I was grown, raised to, to, you know, with the, the knowledge that I have is the knowledge that I have. And I, I'm not going to hate anybody for thinking differently or wanting differently or doing differently. Um, I, I encourage everybody to do what makes them happy, but please don't okay. ridicule me or, or cancel me or, or make me feel like I'm an asshole because I, I'm not learning your terms. And, uh, you know, I, I would, like I said, I'll respect it. Like if, if I had an, I had an altercation with a trans person, um, who head to toe looked like a male, like looked like a male, and I said, "Hello, sir, how you doing?" Mm. 
and they like they pounced on me right there. I was like, do I? I am not a sir. I identify as a woman. I don't. I'm like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Now that you told me, I'll I'll call you what you want to be called. I didn't know beforehand. So why are you why are you jumping down my throat? You know, and I think that's the problem is people want to be automatically jumping down people's throat with it instead of saying, hey, look, I identify as this. Can you call me this from now on? Sure, no problem. I got a message. Uh, my partner wants sex more than I do. What should I do? <laughs> that is the most common. I, if I were to guess at percentages, I would say it's like 80% of couples have matched desire. Mm. Is that message from a male or female? Do you know? A female. Yeah. You know? That doesn't even matter. <laughs> really? Yeah. I would. I would. I would say that females like are in, in a relationship that that don't want sex as much as their male partners. I, I would say it, it, it's something that the male is doing. I, I. I. I'm a firm believer that women want sex just as much as men do. Um. I think, and I think here we don't even need gender so much. It's sort of in the aggregate, I do think women have a lower sex drive than men, but in, on an individual basis, there are women who want it every day and men who want it you know, once every day. I think I find a lot of times uh, uh, being men, it's uh, that dominance. Like, you feel like you have to. Like, uh, I, yeah, I mean, if she says no and not tonight, you might uh, still not want it to, you might be like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I mean, you could be, but inside you're like, what you mean not tonight? I got to dominate that. You know, like as a man, it, it, I think a lot of, a lot of men uh, base sex on, we, we got to conquer. A lot of that masculinity has been driven out of men. You know, a lot of, we used to be. A little too much, maybe in a way. We no, used to, no we balance. Used to be, it's like, you know, that's why a lot of men, like, they, they've taken the masculinity out and, and they've they've polished it over with the whole polyamory thing now. Um, so it used to be men just wanted to conquer women and that's why they'd go out and cheat and that's why they'd go there out. There is no balance. You said see you said polyamory and that's just like poly and threesomes like you and know, then they, they crossed over and they, they, they prettied it up and they made polyamory and I was just like I mean, I get it, you know, I, I feel like that the you know, uh, yeah, it could be hard getting on that one person, putting in the work, but I do not see how uh, these relationships, I mean, like polyamory, and then, you know, I, I put in the people that want uh, threesomes because I feel like it kind of correlates a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's, there. how do you not have jealous moments of the other person that you just brought into that situation? There's so much here, I don't even know where to begin, so I, I identify as poly and I totally want to get to Okay, that. okay, tell us and about first that. First, I want to talk about Ryan's comment about men being afraid, afraid now to express desire. Mm. And I think we've gone from a place where men express their desire and like, we want something, we're going to take it, Not don't really care what you want, women. Um, yeah. Now we've gone to a place where we're like, oh my god, I can't express desire. And what I love in a man, so we have these two poles now, can't express it um, and just you know, express it without caring about what the woman wants. And what I love is a man who is in his desire and is like, yes, I want you. And also um, allows me to want to want um, and to express what I want and don't want. So he's very kind of contained with his desire 
and expresses it and he's like, hey, I want this. What do you want? And I can say yes or no. And then if I say no, he's like, cool, see you around. And if it's yes, then, you know, game on. It's, and see, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Like, uh, if, if you're expressing your desire, you, you know, you have to let the other person uh, you have to give room for that other person yeah. to, to desire you as well. The only problem with that is that over the past, I'd say, 10 years, mm. men have changed a lot. I have been almost forced to change a lot because... More messages. Um, women have had this uprising, like, almost as far as, as, far as like, their, their dominance and, and their... Um, you know this whole girl power and, and all this stuff and hey i'm for it great but it's taken a lot of that it it well it's put a lot of fear into men as uh, as being able to like express desire or even walk up to a woman that they think is attractive and say you know hi my name's ryan how are you doing and you know because they're so afraid of being me too or 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 anything you know that that's been that's been going on in in, in, the, in the culture now like it it almost feels like men have to walk on eggshells now but still have to try to be desirable and, and it's it's a very very thin line to walk oh rachel would this be a thing uh for what he's saying that you can still do that uh what are you saying you walk up and talk to the woman but uh when you get a sense that she's not in her so run away wait no yeah just yeah scurry away so, and I think, um, and, and here's where... Or maybe like, throw your number at her. really attuned yeah. to what they're seeing, great, but we've also kind of beaten the emotion out of little boys, and so they grow up not really being attuned to emotion. Mm. Um, and I also want to say I, I understand that. I understand the fear, and I think there, with any social change, there's like the pendulum swings, right, yeah. from women being submissive and saying nothing to women being really... Fucking angry, can I swear? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, free, free speech. <laughs> Go um, for it. Really fucking pissed. <laughs> she and loves, and she sensitive. Loves that word. And so some women are, a number of women, can be really triggered by, by a lot because we've been so suppressed for so long. Now we're like, fuck you. I'm not taking anything from anyone. And so there is this, right. this pendulum swing. And, and, and I, think, I, I think not only that, it's. It, it, it's uh, I've noticed in a lot of relationships that I've been in, the woman will not only take that aggression that she has uh, for you, like if you do something, you know, that she doesn't like, but she'll group that in with the aggression that she has from everything mm -hmm. else that everybody's mm -hmm. done to her. Yeah, and, trauma. And she'll use that to ruin your life. <laughs> in yeah. a sense to where, like, she will tell everybody that you are this, that, and the other thing, a piece of shit. And with social media now, if that gets out, you're screwed. You are absolutely 100% screwed. Like, there, it's it's a wrap for you. Change your name, change your face, get get a different life because your your whole world is just screwed now. I was once told from, because uh, uh, like you said, uh, past, uh, uh, someone is from past situations. I was once told to, uh, you know, uh, Joke and I was like, okay, okay, we're getting somewhere. I like, joke more. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, what the hell? Oh, you're like dying here. And then I was told, punch me. I was like, whoa, yeah, this isn't me. This is me. Where are we going with this? Like, punch me, mother, and like, beat me up. I'm like, oh. yeah, no, 
I gotta go for a walk. Saint, yeah. I've heard that from men too, and they're like they're afraid. Uh, there, there are women who like choking, punching. Cool. Yeah. But no, I can't. They're afraid for good reason. You gotta have I'm, a lot of trust and talking and consent in that. I've been in the same position. I've been hmm. like a, a woman tells me to throw a choke on her, and 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 I I'm doing it. And I, like, I see like her eyes rolling back in her head, and I start to let up, and she grabs me and puts me back. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm starting to work out the 911 call in my head. I'm like, what's going on? And, and Get your alibis ready. Right. Uh, <laughs> but that's what's powerful about women that I love. Because, yeah, we got to go, get your alibis ready. Oh, my gosh, this could turn bad. You know, I, I still love that about women, because that's the power that that... You know, the, the women, women have. We, we can't do that as much. Uh, plus, yeah, we have it geared in us to where it's not the thing to do. Uh, I, I did get a, a message, uh, okay, from a woman. Uh, I'm a woman, and I'm having dreams about sleeping with other women and having sex with them. Am I, a bis am I bisexual now? Because I'm having these thoughts. I mean, it's, it's these are gearing to... I would say by curious, maybe. Mm. By curious, but like, I think being bisexual requires you to actually do the act, right? No, I think it requires you to... Maybe you can be bisexual without ever doing the act, but you, you do need to know yourself well enough to know, like, no, I, I actually have this attraction, whether or not I act on it. Okay. Like, yeah, that's who I am. Um, and I would say, you know, in porn, I actually like watching two women more than a man and a woman who identify as heterosexual. Mm. So I don't know that, like, the fantasy or the occasional dream cuts it. I, I think that needs more uh, personal exploration. You, uh, you think people ever pretend they don't have a libido? I, the question I got from hearing uh, the show when we are standing out there. I think people pretend they don't have a libido at times. If they don't have that drive. And they don't have a libido like they, they uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Okay, let's make our own question from that. Maybe they don't pretend they have, uh, they, I mean, they pretend they don't have that, that uh, right. sex drive, desire, but they really do. Yeah, again, I think same. Um, or maybe in the case of a man, you have this idea that the women don't want it, so you repress it. I, I yeah, I, I would think... Um, Anybody who's repressing it like that uh, yeah. is dealing with either a prior trauma uh, or is, just like I said, afraid of what could out, what, what could be the outcome uh, as far as, like, you know, if I express my sexual desire for this person, are they going to reject me? Are they going to persecute me? Are they going to, you know, do this, that, or the other thing? But I think uh, if you express... I, I think a lot of what people have forgotten is the respect aspect of expressing your sexual desire. You know, because there is a way to do it respectfully and, and you know, not come off as a creep or as uh, a pervert or a degenerate. You know, you, you can, I mean, I, I don't know where where we got this culture to and I, I blame I blame the internet and dating sites on this one completely, uh, where we get this culture to where we can say anything we want to the other person without consequence, um, and that that came with the dating sites. It's like, oh yeah, I don't know who you are, but I'm going to send you a picture of my dick. Yeah. 
yeah, there, what, what is that? Yeah. Expression of desire is not expressing it. Like right. I, sometimes I, I like I wish a man would just say he wants me so that I can address it directly. Yeah, yeah, because then you just get the creepy eyes, yeah. and then there's that, and then the uh, vibe just gets like, more and more. And like, uh, like, like hey, there's something. I'm gonna be over here. I'm gonna sit at the other end of the bar and just stare at you yeah. all night. Are you cool with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get get off your chest, even if it's creepy at least you know it was creepy then if the person gives you a response like it, it was creepy then you're then that person confirmed the creepiness i don't think i, th- I don't think desire is creepy mm. I, I think desire the way you express it yeah okay exactly. you know i do think there is some creepy fetishes though uh mm. like uh, h play it's only creepy if the other person doesn't consent well, I mean, okay, well, I'm, I'm talking about age play where the yeah. one person's a baby. Mm-hmm. That's a little creepy, ain't it? Well, um, it, it is. It, I, I, to me, it is because I, 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 I don't see the appeal to it. But like she said, there's, there's all kinds, there's sites dedicated to this type of play. There's mm. groups, activists, like not activists, but like activities. Like there's all types of, uh, provide you know, things that could provide you for this type of play or any type of play like all over the place like so there is a, a there is a centric group of people that enjoy it and if you're like-minded you're not going to find it creepy you're going to find you're just going to find it normal um and kink a lot of kink is about healing trauma yeah. so when i hear somebody wanting to be treated like a baby my first thought is oh they weren't treated well as right. a baby, and they Mommy want to recreate that and be given the love that they weren't. See, I, I guess just like the orientation, you, uh, you gotta, uh, you, if you don't understand, just, uh, okay, do your thing. Right. As long uh, as you're not breaking the law, like, as long as you're not doing it with a real baby, I think yeah. that's, that's... I, I feel like, uh, well, yeah, I could go places with that, but, but the, you know, <laughs> I, I, I do feel, I mean, because I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah, I'm like, wait, hold on. Uh, you know, well, I thought stuff like they, I hope they know this is an adult and in their head they're not just baby. Uh, but you know, I guess it depends what your thing is like furries. I think the only reason I'm a little iffy about them because I love wearing, uh, costumes, uh, for outfits. Uh, see, yeah, but that's more like, uh, anime stuff. Um, uh, I, I've, I've done a lot of mascot work. Uh, I was the sprint, um frog for a bit uh it was the yeah it's and then they had a dog at first and i was the king of that and then people the mr pickles pickles thing for a while uh, that could be fun <laughs> that could yeah you hold the sign you know and and pe- people uh would yell at me it was the rest of the furries i'm just like come on man really you know this you know it, it, and so i think that's the only reason i'm like iffy and weird about them but but yeah it is kind of weird because uh, I, I used to do the show more uh i used to go to gay pride every year not on purpose i would just be right there because that's where the other studio was and when the furries would come on their float it would, no wait not i don't mean it like that when they would, would go down no that sounds bad too uh, when, when their float would be rolling down the street there you go um and when kids would run up to the float i would feel like i let them know that that's their uh sexual fetish here and uh, come on I'm gonna tell you this right now. I love I love gay men. I go to Pride every year. Not not because I'm gay, just because sometimes I want to be held. 
<laughs> I, 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 okay, Gabe that could be a thing. Some of the most compassionate, and they will make when they hit on you, they make you feel so wanted. It's like I had a gay man come up to me. He said, "You are the light of sunshine that lightens See? up the darkest places of this world." And until I realized that he meant his asshole, I was like, I was into it. I was like, <laughs> "Dude, I love you, right?" Okay. Now. Yeah, I, I felt your vibe, because cause when you said the asshole, I was like, uh, but see, okay, here's where I come from. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm straight, so I don't come from behind. Uh, bada bing, kind of a Pete Munoz joke. I got it. Uh, <laughs> I, um, but the uh, thing is, I'm vibing with you, because um, I, I saw this movie called Kingsman. <laughs> and so I get it, because at the end, you're like, asshole, I'm like, that asshole, oh, that sounds creepy. But then I also vibe, because uh, uh, the Kingsman, the movie where uh, they had to go undercover, and uh, the, the, the gay, uh, the, the guy liked, guy had, they had to go undercover and poison his food. The guy liked guys also. Uh, yeah, he was surrounded by women. So I think when, when guys get involved, he's like super juiced about it, because uh, this, is, this is a special treat. So uh, the undercover guys had to go uh, undercover as offering themselves, like we're like you, we're in the we're in the dudes at times too, and but uh, they weren't strictly undercover. So the, but the guy was rubbing up on his leg. I'm like, bro, how undercover are you gonna go? Because <laughs> if you're not into this, you look like you are now. Right. But so he, the guy healed his leg, and that's where I went. Okay, I'm that kind of gay uh, because. Uh, uh, because I would just imagine, like, heal my leg. All of a sudden, like, I don't need this titanium in my leg anymore. And boom, it's just, like, ready to go. And I'm, like, a normal guy again. Uh, just imagine, like, if the guy did that to me and I'm not into dudes like that, I would, I would, I would, I would be so cradle, like, okay, cradle me now. <laughs> right. All right, fine, fine, whatever. Take me in your arms, fine, whatever, bro. Ah, oh, gosh. I, I hope Sometimes you gotta right. take one for your own team. I'm just, <laughs> just, just don't, you know, just, just don't do that sex stuff with me. But you know, uh, you know, There's you can. a whole place you can do this, and it's called platonic cuddle parties. Yeah. I, I, I hold this. them. I have friends who hold them, and I've been to mm. myself for five years in my community, and I have a friend who does them publicly, and men who go to them, it's like to be held, and it's really hard too, right, in this society for a dude to go and, and hold by or hold another dude or even touch another dude, right. really confronting and scary. Feel my leg first. But one thing, yeah, and, and they could, and uh -oh, I've I'm had told. men tell me they've had uh, injuries healed. One of my friends said he had a shoulder injury. That Gosh, he said shoulder, yeah. Was, and men learn to hold and be in real presence and friendship with I actually applied, like, uh, I want to say, like, during the beginning of my comedy career, where I was, like, flat broke and looking for a job, I applied to be a professional cuddler. And He's not they, joking. Like, no, oh. no, I, 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 like, there's a website you can go on, I forget what it is. Cuddlist.com. That's, you have to build for it, man. Gosh. But yeah, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, in, in San Francisco, you would be a uh, bear. So what happened? I want to hear more. I, I, I never got a call back. Okay. <laughs> I applied. I applied for it. I was like, wait, wait, wait I can make like eight hundred dollars a session. Are you kidding? I, you know, I, I don't, I don't 
don't know where you're at with money now, but I would do it. Most of the professional cuddlers are women. They need more men. It's, it's just, it's a really, and I've found, like, if I started cuddling with women and men and just whoever's around, yeah. it opens up this whole world of connection. Like, when I'm not dating someone, I can just, like, go and hang out and cuddle with a bunch of friends. And it, it's 